So Tracy's asking the price we and she's uh, talking about the blockchain fund NFT here. Uh, she's stating so the price we pay, so the price we pay for mint is the actual thousand dollars or whatever amount allocation to the fund, not a separate payment on top of the fixed allocation amount. Yeah, that's correct. So you will have an NFT price and a big portion of that NFT price is going to be allocated towards the blockchain fund. A part of the NFT price is going to be um, fees uh, which have to be paid for everyone to participate in the blockchain fund. So just to give you an example, the price for the NFT could be 1.5K and then out of those 1.5K of NFT price, $1,000 get allocated to the fund. And that that model is still going to be refined. I, I cannot say with certainty how the fee structure is going to look. Um, that's going to be heavily dependent, again, on, on, on legal and tax advice. Uh, but we are not going to uh, be able to do it without any fees, um, simply because of the um, incentives we want to set here for ourselves and for everyone to get involved. Um, again, it's very unusual uh, that people... Uh, that regular people have the opportunity to um, be stakeholders in, in a fund which is um, tailored towards institutional investors. And pulling this off is going to cost us uh, extraordinary uh, legal fees to do this in a, in a proper and streamlined way. So that's not something which you can do for free. And Ducky is asking if there's going to be overlap of the investments uh, between the VC side of BBV and the blockchain fund. And again, we're aiming to have uh, similar or even the same deal flow involved. So you can use the VC side of BBV to pick and choose your own investments, to pick and choose the projects which you like most. And you can use the blockchain side of the NFT um, to have uh, like a, a professionally managed exposure to all of the projects. And you can pretty much use the VC side of VVV to try to outperform the blockchain NFT. Uh, again, reading through all the questions here to make sure that we have covered everything. So Panda's asking if you can buy the NFT on OpenSea. Yeah, of course. If someone is willing to sell, uh, you can buy the S1 NFT. Then you can go ahead and stake it. And then you can earn your wireless spot in the blockchain fund as well. And Prokimia is asking, um, so each dolphin allows holder to contribution $1,000 to blockchain fund and own a prorated share. So again, those $1,000 are just for making an example, right? So it's not sure yet that it's going to be $1,000 fixed. It might be more, it might be less. Um, and then the prorated share, uh, I have to specify again that it's not a, not a share in the company. It's pretty much your share in the total funds that have been deployed through the blockchain fund. Um, then the second question is, is the plan still to be available to yes, unaccredited investors? And the answer is yes. That's the highest priority at the moment that we can accommodate the uh, non-accredited US investors. And we already have a couple of solutions lined up for that. It's really just about picking the best one going forward. And so Panda, uh, to elaborate on what you just said here, um, he says that the perks travel with the NFT, correct? 
uh, I kind of picked up that the original investor that buys the NFT in USD gets the utility regardless of the NFT being sold. So <clears throat> again, we have to differentiate between the two different NFTs. And I think it might make more sense for us to focus on the S1 NFT at the moment, because if we talk about both different aspects, we might confuse some of the, the facts here. Uh, but let me reiterate something. Um, those who hold the S1 NFT and those who stake them, uh, they can invest in the deals which are presented in the VC side of VVV. Now, let's say we do another, another round of Snickerdoodle, for example, and someone has the NFT staked, then someone invests $1,000 in Snickerdoodle. Once they unstake the NFT after six months and after 12 months, for example, and they would sell the NFT, the $1,000 they have invested into Snickerdoodle, that stays with them. That's 100% detached from the NFT. If you participate in any of the investments through VVV, it does not matter whether or not you sell the NFT, you hold it, and so on. Those $1,000 in Snickerdoodle always belong to your Discord ID. You will not lose them regardless if you, tra if you trade the NFT or not. Yeah, and then uh, just to comment on what XX said here regarding the interview with board members, um, I I'm pretty sure that we can find one or two of them who would be open to do that. Uh, I mean, I, I would be surprised if, if they if they would uh, not be inclined to, uh, you know, get the ego stroked by being able to speak publicly. Yeah, so Panda, uh, Canadians are not excluded um, from the VC side anyways. So Canadians are good to go as well. Okay, Citizen 107. Um, I believe I'm getting the blockchain fund season one and season two confused. To confirm, for a non-accredited US investor, is there any benefit for me to mint more than one shark, one dolphin? Since I can't invest until the blockchain fund, more allocation access isn't a benefit for me yet. My shark dolphin will still grant whitelist access to blockchain fund, but no reason to claim more dolphins. Is that correct? Um, it depends on what you want to do. Um, so you can stake, for example, five dolphins, and then you would get five whitelist spots for the blockchain fund NFT. The, the downside for the US investors here is that while those NFTs are staked, you will not be able to invest with the VC side. So you can only stake those NFTs um, to get your blockchain fund wider spot or you know, potentially get more than one wider spot. Um, so you will have to make the decision for you. you know, if I would be you, I would probably be, excuse me, I would probably um, mint two dolphins, for example, and then stake one of those to get a blockchain fund wireless spot, and then use the other one to just hold on to it. And then, you know, depending on your personal appetite for the blockchain fund, stake that one as well to get another uh, wireless spot in the fund, or just hold on to the additional dolphin and potentially sell it at some point once we have gone through, you know, phase two or three and so on, and once we have more exposure, and maybe also when the market conditions go up again, and you will see the, the floor price rising. Again, not financial advice. Uh, you know, if you if you want to play it safe, then just mint one and uh, stake that one to get access to the fund and therefore access to the investments as a non-accredited US investor. And just to reiterate once more, uh, I think a couple of other people might have the same question. Um, Panda is asking around um, where non-US people stand and... Uh, 
to confirm this once more, everyone not from the US or not from any of the restricted countries um, for IDO investing are 100% fine. You can just go ahead, do KYC with VVB uh, through the KYC channel, and you're going to be able to invest through the VC side and then also be able to partake in the blockchain fund. It's really just the US guys um, who have a little bit of trouble in um, getting accommodated. Okay, let me just scroll to the bottom here. I want to be sure that I'm not boring you guys and that I that everything is still relevant to what you're asking. So Akai user is asking, do you, say, do you see yourself charging a performance fee when the fund is performing? Once you bring institutional money into VVV, how will you hedge the fund against loss as there's always the possibility, even if there's no leverage or borrowing, asking from an education perspective for myself? I understand this is being fleshed out with lawyers and VVV team. So, I mean, you guys have to be aware that what we do is ultra high risk. This is not something, and I mean, I have to be careful not to go on a rant here, but you know, it's, and you know, this is with a big grain of salt here. This is not as safe as 8% APY. Uh, this is not as safe as putting a, your, fund, uh, your funds into something which provides you for, you know, 8% APY per year. And, uh, you know, and I think these are probably the most risky investments because the upside for, in those is incredibly low. And as you can see with Luna, you can still lose all your money. So it's just nonsense, in my opinion, to even go for anything, you know, maybe aside, uh, besides something like real estate, we actually have like a, a tangible, valuable asset uh, to go for anything that provides such a low return of investment. Um, that being said, um, we don't use leverage like you outlined, like you outlined as well, but there will be no protective measures against loss, except us doing the best due diligence on the planet and picking the best projects on the planet. I mean, we're not playing not to lose. We are playing to win. And there's a, 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 an exponential difference between the two. If you're playing not to lose, you will never ever yield any returns and you, you will never ever accomplish anything big. But if you're playing to win, and if you accept that there's no, no safety nets and there's a big downside to everything, then you actually have the, chain, uh, the chance to generate something that's actually worthwhile. Approaching this from the perspective of how can we best reduce the risk when we're dealing with high-risk investments, to me, is nonsense. The, the, the best risk management is using your brain and using your analysts to be sure that you make the right bet. And Okay, excuse me. Uh, the, the question regarding the performance fee. Um, my plan is to only have the performance fee uh, be applicable to the institutional investors. I want to structure the blockchain fund in a way which is the most beneficial to the small individual investors and leverages um, the, the fee model to the benefit of the smaller investors. Aerodyne is asking if there's a deadline uh, when... Uh, like what's the latest date when you can when you can stake to still get the whitelist spot for the blockchain fund um, no, I don't have a deadline yet if there is one uh, we will make sure to announce it
Okay, so again, limitless. If I answer this question, you know, it's I really have to be clear that this is not financial advice. This really is just based around my personal expectations and you know the things which I think are going to be realistic. Uh, but please take them with a you know a big grain of salt here because it's uh, you know definitely not something which you can which you can. Uh, bet on with a high degree of certainty but just to to answer the question um limitless is asking can a person make some educated guesses on the end roi from all the investments from a conservative perspective so in my opinion anything below 10x would be too little for everything we do to be actually worth the hassle. And I mean, I would aim for like an average of maybe a 20x and then see that we can push it, you know, as close to 100x as possible. But, you know, obviously all of this like, you know, way beyond what's what's normal. So, you know, I would probably be be aiming for like a, a 10x at the low point throughout all those investments and try to optimize it as, as best as we can to get to 20x and beyond but again this is you know you have to keep in mind that what we do is like an all or nothing approach you know i either want to end up with zero money or i want to end up with 10x or 100x what we invested i don't want to end up with a uh, 30% gain on, on all the funds uh, to me that you know there would be a, a gigantic waste of our time uh, Squabba's asking if there's a max blockchain fund investment for NFT holders i.e. if there's a limit um, I would probably say no but I, I would have to think about it uh, a little bit more but I would probably tend to say no okay so Kai Kai is asking um if there's a fixed time when the collection will be up on OpenSea. Um, I mean, you know, again, not financial advice, but it's probably not smart to try to buy the NFT like right on the 10th, uh, if, if the collection already goes live on the 10th. Um, I would probably be waiting until all the NFTs have been distributed um, and there's a little bit more supply for, you know, the floor price potentially to get into RAM so you can afford to buy in. Broken, um, yes. Again, asking if uh, there's a time limit, when the latest date would be, when someone can buy in mm -hmm. secondary market to then stake to get into the blockchain fund. Um, <clears throat> once we come up with a, a, a date for that, we will be sure to announce it. So, you know, please don't, be, don't feel rushed. Uh, there's still a couple of months to go. I don't think there's going to be any pressure on anyone to make any uh, rash decisions now. Uh, Tracy is asking, will the value of the fund NFT be backed by the ability to withdraw the actual money from the blockchain fund, i.e. burn the NFT to withdraw USDC from the fund? Uh, that's not going to be possible. The, the funds are going to be locked up just as the institutional money for five to seven years. And the NFT on the market is probably ending up to reflect the, the value that money has at any given day. And then your benefits uh, for the additional liquidity come from the NFT being tradable. You know, you 
for you know everything we do we really want to make sure that we keep it as simple uh, me, as simple as possible and, and you know the nft you guys have to understand that the nft side really is just a perk for the community we do not need to have an an nft to deploy a, a vvv blockchain fund you know we, we can do this within eight weeks just with the institutional investors alone and be happy and you know generate fees from the returns we generate for them and not have the community involved at all um the involving the community is really one it's a gesture from our side um to empower the, the small guy so to speak um on the other side it's something which is super important to me personally because i know we are currently missing out on a lot of engagement and interest from the US investors. So that makes it important for me personally and for the brand as a whole uh, to accommodate US guys as soon as possible to make sure that we can grow the community and make sure that we can get the right people in. But we certainly, we certainly don't need the NFT. So whenever we um, decide to involve the community and bring in the NFT angle, we really have to make sure that it's done in the most basic and simplistic way where it doesn't overcomplicate the issue at hand. Yeah, I mean, crazy. So it can be exchanged for USDC, but only after the lifetime of the fund. It's not possible to do this beforehand. Um, and, and you're right, there's, you know, there's a high potential for it to be the pact, so to speak, from the actual value, but that's not, not something which you con can control anyways. Because at some point in time, you know, let's just hypothetically assume that Snickerdoodle does a thousand X and that we have we had a stake in Snickerdoodle through the fund. You know, obviously, you know, that speculation about that individual investment is going to cause the floor price to fluctuate anyways. So, you know, trying to come up with something that would be packed and, you know, one to one with the value of the assets in, in the fund is going to be rather difficult to do. So I would rather not even aim to do that to begin with. Uh, Citizen 107, uh, I think the, the question regarding whether or not you want to have uh, multiple blockchain fund wireless spots I answered before. Uh, short answers, um, if you want more exposure to the fund, there's uh, benefits to having more wireless spots. Mm, I have a question from Ibam regarding Gunzilla. Okay, let me just read through this quickly. Yeah, I've, I've already um, answered that one, um, but it's probably best to perhaps not discuss it on the call. Okay. Okay. Yeah, just throw through this. And Tony, if you need to leave, um, or if there's anything you want to cover before leaving, uh, I, I don't want to keep you longer than needed. No, no worries. I can hang around for another 15 minutes. Okay, cool. Okay, so um, Kirby Gives Tips is asking if Season 1 and Phase 1 are synonymous or if they are different. And <clears throat> I hope not too many people uh, have been confused by the, the terms I've used. Um, but Season 1 is the overarching term for the VVV Season 1 NFT. Phase 1, Phase 2, Phase, phase 3, and 4 is the breakdown of the different rounds in which the Season 1 NFT gets minted, i.e. we are currently in the Phase 1 of the Season 1 mint, 
And towards the end of the month, we will be in phase two of the season one mint. And then the month after, we're going to be in the phase three and so on. So the, the different phases are just how the mint of the season one breaks down. Squab was asking, when you mentioned high net worth individual, does this mean accredited whale or some other definition? Since these folks won't need the NFT to invest in the fund, just curious where that cutoff is. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be uh, hand-picked people, uh, which mainly come from our personal connections and out of the Rolodexes of the board of directors. Um, it's mainly going to be people uh, with net worths uh, of tens of millions of dollars where they have enough liquidity uh, to deploy a million bucks at once. And before we jump into the next uh, couple of questions why people are typing here, um, because the, the question came up earlier, you know, what happens with the, the funds which have been raised from the NFT, uh, of the S1 NFT? Um, you will see soon that uh, a good chunk of the funds are going to get uh, sent to different wallets. And I will post this publicly as well. Um, but the first people who are getting paid from the NFT funds are going to be the uh, our lab rats, <laughs> the, the analysts, and Scrout, and Exec, and Squabba. All those people who have provided VVV with tremendous value, those will be the people who are going to, going to get paid first. And I would argue that they're also going to get paid uh, rather generously. And that's for, for selfish reasons and also for the health of the community. You have your best people also have to get paid the best. And I always want to go out of my way to make sure that I overpay everyone who's working with me and who's working for VVV just to be sure that, you know, I know that these guys enjoy what they do, but I also want to make sure that the comp compensation goes hand in hand with that. I want to make sure that no one out there is even going to come close to paying them as much as I do. So a lot of the funds which have been raised uh, through the, the phase one, you will see be redistributed to the team to make sure that you know we don't just keep them happy, but we also provide them with enough liquidity to really focus either all of their time or as much of their time as they have towards VVV and that we keep them motivated and that we keep them very close to the VVV brand. Yeah, thank you, brilliant. You know, um, I don't want to go into the, you know, into my my usual rants about the court or you know start to preach to the choir, choir. Um, but you know, these Sunday VC sessions are not always super convenient for me. You know, I'm currently traveling from uh, LA to San Francisco. And, you know, I, I, I've just checked out of the hotel and I have to be on my way already. Now I'm sitting outside doing the VC session. But as I said before, I've dedicated my life to VVV and, and it, it really doesn't matter how I feel or how convenient anything is. You know, people have to get used to what I say and what the team says to be done regardless of external factors. You know, it doesn't matter if I have a cold. It doesn't matter if I'm traveling. Things are going to get done. And the same with with Tony and the same with the analyst team. You know, there have been already a couple of real life incidences and happenings where 
you know, I would have been fine if these guys ha have take ha would have taken a couple of days off, um, but they keep pushing, and, and that's really the the most important the most important aspect about the team which we have built and about the, the people which we are attracting is that they do not accept excuses from the community, but they also do not accept excuses from themselves. So no matter what happens, you will see that the team and I we will keep delivering. And um, I think we've done a tremendous job in making sure that the people who ended up minting have the very same mentality. So I don't want to spend too much time on this, although I, I do enjoy talking about it. Um, but uh, I think VVV is going to have a tremendous impact on the space because we have managed to get people together who have a no excuses mentality and to hold each other accountable. And I think that's the kind of people you want to have if you want to have a, a big impact on the real world. Okay, Black Mage is asking, let's assume one year, actually, let's assume one in here wants to deploy one million US dollars directly into the fund. Is it possible to become one of those handpicked ones investing directly into the fund? Um, give me a couple of weeks uh, until we have finalized the board. Um, because I'm going to get their input as well. I, I would be inclined to say that it's possible, um, but we will have to see how big of a how big of a demand we are going to see, and we will probably also have to see what the benefits of those investors are going to be beyond just the money. At the end of the day, we are going to have exponentially more success if we have the right network. Uh, at our disposal, so a lot of the you know the questions about who can invest and who we let participate in the fund, you know, from the the fiat side, is going to be dependent on the additional value adds they will bring. So um, it's probably going to be best if you just follow up with this maybe in a month, uh, and then we can see. And maybe um, I might be inclined to also do like an announcement for the whales as well. Um, if they might be interested in in getting in. Yeah, Luca is asking when new homework. Uh, I already have a, a, a new lesson lined up. Uh, it's uh, another short video from Steve Jobs, um, which I think gives you a, a super clear understanding on why BBV is structured the way it is and should also give you more context about how the relationship between uh, Scrout and me looks, for example. And... To, to briefly outline this, and you know, this is, I think, an uh, important context for what we do, is I really let uh, Stroud do his own thing. You know, I'm not getting in his way around how he runs the research department. Uh, whenever he asks me something, uh, you know, uh, most of the time I just go ahead and proof it. Uh, you know, if he's asking about spending money on things and so on, you know, I, I really don't care. He has he has 100% authority in making any uh, of the... Uh, decisions around the in, in, uh, research team. And, you know, all of, all of the things I'm doing, I'm not just like randomly deciding. I, I've studied this for a very long time and I've, you know, all of the decisions are based on what I've studied and, and what I've learned. And one super interesting study is about um, spending authority of employees. And, you know, in, in my eyes, Scout is not an employee, so I don't mean this in a, in a demeaning way. Uh, to me, Scout is my partner in building BVB. Um, but just to, to get back to the, the, the study, 
in a, if you look at a, a conventional company, if you increase the spending authority of your employees, mean and that, and, that, and that means if your employees do not have to check with you or if they don't have to check with management about what they buy for the company, the overall spending of the company decreases, which is like super, like it's against the logic, but it's something which has been observed in a variety of different companies where the more freedom you give your employees and the more spending authority you give those guys, the less money they will actually end up spending because your employees will always know best where you need to spend money or what you need, what your company needs. Usually the, the employees can run your company much better than you can. And with you sitting at the top and with you being the bottleneck for all the decisions, all you do is just suffocating the company and suffocating the potential that's within the company. And I don't treat the community any different than I would treat the company. So you will see all the all the mechanics and all the, the different processes which have made other companies extremely successful. You will see us mimicking those different processes with the community. And, um, you know, it's the, the, the lesson which I'm going to post soon is just, a, I think, a three-minute video. But there's so many golden nuggets within that video where, you know, just watching that and making sure that you align the, the community and the, the overall structure of VVV with what is being said there already um, shows very clearly why we have accomplished so much more than many of the other communities who, for example, have committees in place and who have a lot more bureaucracy in place before decisions can be made. And, uh, you know, you're free to ask any of the other team members at any point in time. Uh, the bureaucracy we have uh, in VVV is uh, pretty much non-existent. If someone wants to try something new, if someone wants to spend money, if someone wants to recruit someone new, uh, you know, all those decisions take maybe 30 seconds. And then we have made a decision and then we move on. If it was the wrong decision, we go back and we change it. If it, it, you know, if it was the right decision, we go ahead and we roll with it. Uh, pretty similar to uh, when we recruited Dark Meta for the research team. Uh, this really was a decision which I made on a whim, just because I, I saw his report on Audible. I, I really liked the, you know, how he did the research, how in depth he made the research, and. Uh, the, the comments and the feedback from the analyst team is like 100% positive. Everyone is extremely happy with his contributions. Everyone is very happy with the way he researches things. And I mean, you know, not to toot my own horn here, but, you know, that's the things which make a, a company successful is not pondering, but doing and adjusting along the way. Oh, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so uh, I know, Tony, you, you said 15 minutes. So before I answer the next question, um, if there's anything else from your side, uh, please feel, feel free to, to take up the time that you need. No, not, nothing really comes to mind. Uh, I just want to say that I thoroughly enjoy doing these town halls, especially editing them as well, kind of re-listening and kind of understanding what you guys are asking us and what you're expecting of us is always great to know. Um, I think we're very lucky to have, you know, so many individuals being constantly, you know, giving up their Sundays to come and discuss with us uh, questions, topics, raises, you know, concerns. And the fact that we've got an audience of over 170 people 
kind of in interacting with us and actively listening to what we have to say, I think is rather special. And I don't think it's something that should be taken uh, taken lightly. So I think it's something very, very unique that we have going here. And I just want to thank everyone else for riding along with us. I agree. I agree 100%. It's, a, it's really an honor to, to see such high engagement and to see, to see such a high interest for what we're doing. And, you know, no matter how, how much we are pushing or, you know, how big of a workhorse, uh, Scroud is, or how big of a, how how much effort the analyst team puts in. At the end of the day, if there's no community, uh, VVV is powerless. So all of this always comes back to the community and to the community being um, engaged and being motivated and believing in what we do. And I think the the believing part gets easier every day every every day as you see us delivering. And I'm really looking forward to us. Um, yeah, to really changing how blockchain investing is getting facilitated, but also changing the community aspect in the crypto world. I think many of the most renowned communities are inherently flawed with how they are set up because they're not set up like businesses and the community is not empowered as much as they should be. So... Um, this will be one of the, the, the next topics which I'm going to touch on very briefly. Um, and we're going to go uh, in depth on the topic in the next town hall. Cool. Yep. In that case, I'm going to bow out. Uh, again, thank you everyone for, for having taken the time out to, to listen to, to me. And hopefully you get to stick around and uh, listen to, to everything else that's to be said. Thanks again and enjoy the rest of your Sunday slash early Monday. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scott, thank you very much just joining, uh, for joining in, as always. I really appreciate having you. And again, thank you so much for your help in building up BVV and your continuous um, motivation to improve the processes which we have in place to get the best deals possible. I mean, you know, everyone else probably would have already leaned back and just enjoyed all the deals we have, which we have lined up. Uh, but you go out of your way to make it even better and to continuously disrupt what you have already built and to make it better and to optimize it. Uh, that's really a, a one-of-a-kind mentality, and I, I really appreciate having you on the team. No, I appreciate that as well. No, it's good to hear. <laughs> it's good to hear that I'm actually doing something useful. Okay, uh, have a great day, everyone, and I'll catch you all soon. All right, bye-bye. All right. Um, so Talona has been asking, how are you expecting the VVV team to expand, and if yes, what roles, positions? Um, so we do want to expand VVV, um, and you already can see this with the, the writing team, uh, which Stroud has set up, but we're going to go for rapid expansion of the team itself, as well as with the community. And I will outline this more and in a, in a you know, more structured way uh, during the launch um, VC session. But <clears throat> we're going to do uh, a couple of different things which are going to be greatly beneficial for the brand itself, for the community, and which is also going to allow more people to get involved um, you know, to as much as an extent as they would like. So one of the most, excuse me, one of the next talking points for the next VC session is going to be something which I know we have uh, lacked a little bit uh, up until now, and that's um, providing the community with guidance 
of how they can become more involved if they want to. And I have to be clear here, um, VVV does not need uh, your networks. Uh, it doesn't need, it doesn't need um, any of your relationships or any collaborations with other projects. It doesn't need partnerships. You know, we really have been lucky in finding the right people early on where there's really, at this point in time, there's really nothing which we need. The, you know, the, the writing team uh, is something which is going to add a lot of value, but that could have been pull, pulled off with just with Tony, uh, with Scott himself. So, you know, every, every time we expand, it's more as a means to build a stronger relationship with the community. It's not something which we like really need. It's really just something which, which, where we see a lot of value to be drawn for uh, the brand itself as well as the community. But nothing which we do or which we ask you guys for is something which we like really need. We are signed up with an uh, abundance mindset, and that has allowed us to, um, to get to a place where we really have everything we need. So, you know, if you guys just want to lean back and enjoy the ride, that's fine. You know, we're cool with everyone just showing up for the VC sessions and letting us build and uh, just watching us pulling this off. Um, but if you guys want to be more involved and if you guys want to take on active roles, if you, you know, if you guys want to uh, find roles within the VVV team, which are being paid for, and if you, I mean, if you guys want to potentially quit your day job like Sprouted and join uh, VVV full time, that's fine with me. Uh, we will have plenty of opportunities for you guys to do this. Um, we will discuss this in more depth in the next session. And I'm, I'm more than happy for everyone who wants to be involved, uh, to get involved and to um, come forward with the ideas. What I'm also going to do is uh, I will set up a, a new section um, very soon in our Discord server where you guys have the ability to brainstorm and to come up with new initiatives, to come up with new potential business models under the VVV umbrella. And we're going to empower you not just through the academy, but I'm also eyeing um, like an incubator uh, model where people can start building a business uh, like a, a subsidiary of VVV. And we are going to allow them to deploy in order to build a, a real business, a real sustainable business in addition to the core business and the core um, processes of VVV. So the, the academy is not just going to stay um, theory only. We're also soon going to empower you to actually put the things which you learned uh, into practice. All right, guys. It looks like we are out of questions and I'm also almost out of time. So I think this is a good place to call it another Sunday and to um, finish up with the next two groups of uh, Mintas and then to meet again on next Sunday and discuss the future of the community in more depth and allow you guys to really realize all of your potential. All right, guys. I mean, I really, really appreciate the, the positive attitude of everyone and the overall positivity I see every day in VVV. It's really uh, tremendously enjoyable to be running this community and I'm incredibly thankful for this opportunity to really dedicate my life to building VVV together with you guys.
I think the future is going to be incredibly bright, incredibly bright for us. And I think we're going to accomplish a lot of big things. All right. Thank you very much, guys. And let's talk to you next week. Bye-bye. This recording has been prepared by VVV. The recording is made available by VVV and is for information purposes only. This recording should not be considered as an offer or solicitation to sell, buy, or subscribe to any financial instruments or product, securities, or any other derivative instrument, or any other rights pertaining thereto. VVV does not express any opinion as to the present or future value or price of any instruments referred to in this recording. The information provided in this recording is believed to be valid and accurate on the date it is first published, but VVV, along with its directors, officers, or employees, do not accept any liability for any loss arriving from the use of the information. The information contained therein, including any expressions of opinion, have been obtained from or is based on sources believed to be reliable, but its accuracy or completeness is not guaranteed and is subject to change without notice. Any expressions of opinions reflect the views of the speakers and are not necessarily those of VVV and are subject to change without notice. Any decisions made by a party after listening to this recording shall be on the basis of its own research and not be influenced or based on any view expressed by VVV in this recording or otherwise. This recording does not address all risks. This recording does not institute investment advice or a recommendation that has been prepared without regard to individual financial circumstances, objectives, or particular needs of listeners. Listeners should seek their own financial, tax, legal, regulatory, and other advice regarding the appropriateness or otherwise of investing in any instruments and or pursuing any investment strategies.